0: All right. Hello
1: and welcome, everybody, to episode number one of Games Over Plastic. This is a new podcast for the agnostic gamer. This is for real gamers. No console warring stuff over here. That's not what this is about. This is just about the love of video games, playing and discussing video games, and just having a great time. My name is Midnight. I'm one of your hosts here, and I'm joined today, as always, by my two amazing co-hosts. First of all, we have... The man, the myth, the legend, the JRPG aficionado, and the master platinum trophy hunter, Sean Mason. How's it going?
0: Uh, I'm doing well. That uh, intro is way too kind of you. Way too kind for me. <laughs> I am. I am no master at anything. I'm just, you know, just living my life, playing games, having fun. Um, I did platinum. Nobody saves the world last night, though. Fun game. Really fun game. We can talk about that later, though. Um, yeah, but, uh, thanks for, you know, thanks for putting this together and I'm so happy to be starting this podcast. I am so hyped.
1: Absolutely. Hell yeah. Uh, and you're, you're just too humble, Sean. Everybody that knows you knows how awesome you are, but, uh, the fact that you are so humble is part of it, but, uh, yeah, we'll definitely talk about nobody saves the world. I'm sure. Uh, and my second co-host last, but definitely not least, we have the man who does it all. This man is a master at graphics design. He's getting pretty good at videos. He did the intro that you saw. Um, he does country music sometimes. He has hosted podcasts, and he's just overall a beast. Hodge,
2: welcome. I'm a beast. All right. Um, <laughs> thank you for having me with this. Uh, I don't know about master. I'm a. I consider myself maybe a jack of all trades, master of none kind of guy, but definitely not a master. Of anything, but I do. I do what I can,
1: but I appreciate the kind words nonetheless. Yes, sir. Last time we spoke, you had some issues with your hip. Is that, is your hip better? uh,
2: Actually, yeah, it's gotten a lot better. It it tweaks every once in a while, but overall, like there was a few days where it just straight up hurt to walk, but uh, no, that's good. But this week, it's been a lot. We, you know, we tried uh, getting this. We've been planning this for a while, but this last week, got a new job, I was up. The Toby Keith died. That was down. But you know, it's Oof. been a it's been a week. I'm happy to be here, happy to record a podcast and talk
1: about some video games. Yes, sir. Well, rest in peace, Toby Keith. My cat oh, yeah. is saying that too. Cat, I'm recording a podcast, please. All right. So <laughs> this is episode one, everybody. Uh so at, that being the case, we realize that, you know, a lot of you out there listening, you may not know exactly who we are. You may not know who me who I am, who Hodge is, whatever. So we thought it would be appropriate to start this episode off with a little bit of introductions. So let's go ahead and take some time to let the audience know who we are, what is our gaming history, what type of games do we like, what platforms do we like to play on, anything else you want to share. Um, Hodge, let's go ahead and start with you. Um, Who is Hodge? Uh, We got some technical difficulties.
0: It's all right. It's all right. Technical difficulties. Sean, you want to introduce yourself? Sure. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, hi, my name's Sean. Um. been gaming my entire life. Um. was born into a house that already had a PlayStation and an NES and a Super Nintendo. I was born in 1996. So those are like the first three consoles I really have a, some memories of playing. Um. I love JRPGs thanks to my dad. My dad really got me into these We be JRPG games. Some of my earlier memories are, you know, watching my dad play some of the early Final Fantasy games and the Dragon Quest games back then Dragon Warrior. Um, And yeah, just I'm a huge JRPG fan. I love platformers. Again, grew up with that Super Nintendo. So I was playing a lot of Mario. Mario World is one of my favorite platformers of all time. Absolutely adore that game. Actually, one of the first games I ever beat on my own was Mario World. I was so hyped. But yeah, I love JRPGs. I love 2D platformers. I'm trying to expand my reach. I do like 3D um, open world games as well, like, you know, Western RPGs. Um, But yeah, overall, uh, I love video games. And I'm so happy to be here because this is a game. This is a place where we can talk about games positively, and I'm so happy.
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I agree with everything. Um, Hodge, are you back? We had some technical difficulties. You hear me? We hear you. Okay. All right. Good. Um, I don't know why. Yeah, it's we had some... random.
2: Like, as you were saying my name, my headphone turned off. I'm like, I either I hope he gives me a long intro, or I hope
1: I get back in time. But obviously, that did not happen. But I am back. <laughs> All right. Well, tell us a bit about yourself. What's your uh, What's your story?
2: Yeah, I was born in 1943. I, um, <laughs> I uh, I'm
0: World a, War II veteran.
2: Yeah, I, uh, I'm a '90s kid, so I grew up loving. Uh, I mean, we'll get into. I'm sure we have this as a theme later, but kind of what it got us into gaming. I was grew up uh, on NES, Sega Genesis, PS1. I love gaming ever since I was. I was obsessed with Wolfenstein 3D back on the computer, but uh, I've always been into. I love shooters until they kind of got sammy. I don't play them as much anymore, but I lo- I've always loved action platformers. I love indie games, I'm, even I like walking sims because I like a good plot, but I just love games, I've kind of more recently gotten to JRPGs as a kid, obviously you play Final Fantasy 7 everyone should have played that by now um, but I didn't I've, play I've them since then, but yeah, I just I love games, I love playing them, I like trying new stuff, but yeah, platformers and uh, probably shooters and
1: stuff like that are my, my niche Alright, alright, yeah I've never played Final Fantasy 7, I know it's a sin, what's wrong with me? Well, this podcast's over. Bye, bye, everyone. Yep, I gotta um, go. Sorry. Hey, it was a good first episode, guys. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. No. <laughs> all right, all right. So introductions out of the way. Wait, I didn't do mine. What am I talking about? Sorry, we had the technical difficulties, and that threw me for a loop. So, <laughs> my name is Midnight. Um, I started gaming way. Ba- I'm old. I'm old. I'm over forty. I'm forty-one. So That's I started gaming. Hey, it feels old. I honestly Forever I. Uh, I hate telling people how old I am because it's like such a young man's game out here, you know, gamers and stuff. It's like, man, this guy is old. It's a boomer, you know. (laughs) But uh, now I started gaming with the NES. That was my first console. And then I had a Sega Genesis. Uh, And then after that, I moved to the Nintendo 64. I also had a PS1 for a while. I'm not really going to go into every console because that's a that's a topic we're probably going to get in later. But I've been gaming for a long time is the point. I went through a long phase where I was doing a lot of um, live service games, big Call of Duty bro, lots of Call of Duty stuff. Actually, uh, was a YouTuber for a while from like uh, 2011, Excuse me, to twenty thirteen, and I was doing Call of Duty YouTube videos. at a podcast called the Effortless Podcast. I was on, which was a Call of Duty podcast. Um, so I was I was in the Call of Duty plantation for a long time. I also played a lot of Smite, which is a MOBA, um, CS:GO. But these days, over the last several years, I've been catching up on my backlog, and I've really been focusing on single-player games. I've um, been doing a lot of single-player games, a lot of RPGs, adventures, third-person games, and stuff like that. So I just love video games. Um, Xbox is, is my preferred platform, but I'm not, not a fanboy, though. I own a PlayStation 5. I'm going to get the Switch 2 when it comes out. I play some games on PC. I love all the games. I play them wherever they're at, and I'm excited uh, for this podcast.
0: Um you may never have played Final Fantasy 7 but I can say I have never played a Call of Duty game online.
1: I mean oh, you've also me. you've also never played Skyrim which that is which true. I, I find completely unacceptable and end the you podcast worthy. All right guys, thanks for listening <laughs> to the show.
2: No. <laughs> hey, hey, I got to say that's actually a plus because it shows that we have a range of uh, what we play on this. We're not all going to be just yesing and the every game
1: that said so we have a we have a range of uh, tastes on this podcast. We do. We do have a range. And actually, you know, when I said I wanted to do a podcast, I immediately wanted to have you two on to do it with me because well, because you guys are awesome, first of all, but also because of the range of games that we have that we like to play. Um, you know, I love, you know, the the RPGs and the stuff like that. Sean, I know you're really big into JRPGs, um, but you play kind of a bit of everything. Hodge, I know you like the indie games and the shorter games, but, you know, obviously dabble all around. Um, I think we just yeah. have a good mix. Good mix. Most definitely. All right. So the podcast this is the deal, guys. Uh, this is going to go up on Monday. The plan is for this to go up on Mondays. It's going to be a bi-weekly podcast. So every other Monday, you're going to get a new Games Over Plastic podcast episode from us. Unless there's some kind of technical issue or something, we'll let you know. But that's the goal. That's the plan. So look forward to that, please. Life um, gets in the way. Life does get in the way. And we may occasionally... You know, the plan is for it to be bi-weekly, but if there's something major that we're really excited and we want to talk about it, who knows, maybe we'll slip in an extra episode here and there. No promises, but that could happen. Um, if anybody has topics or questions that they want us to cover, leave a comment in the YouTube video, and we might use your comment or your topic on a future episode. Again, there's no guarantees, um, but we might do that, so definitely feel free to leave comments, and we will read and engage with those.
2: Yeah, and we're going to try and get this up on uh, all the podcast platforms for audio. So, you know, review us there, leave
1: comments there, and we'll try and see everything that we can. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, Sean, anything that I forgot to cover here during the intro, you think? Uh, nothing,
0: nothing really. Uh, I think we got everything covered. Um, Yeah, just echoing what you guys said, you know. We would love for people to, you know, engage with our podcast, but we understand there's a million podcasts out there. So, you know, if you could just, you know, like, or, you know, just comment, that'd be pretty cool. But if not, no biggie. Yeah.
2: Yeah. We're doing this for fun more, more so than anything else. So for sure, sure. if we don't, then we're talking to the void, just having fun.
1: (laughs) For sure. Yeah. This really is a crowded space. I was, I was reading somewhere that something like, Almost a million brand new podcasts were created in 2023 alone, and that is crazy. Um, So definitely choppy waters, but we're not here for money. That's not the goal. We're here to have fun. Um, So that's what we're going to do. So why don't we go ahead and jump into the topics. Um, The first and biggest news story that I want to get into, um, obviously, this is what we're all here for to talk about, Podge. I understand that you had a Big Mac for the first time in your entire life <laughs> yesterday. Is this true?
2: This is very true. I've I grew up. The only time we ever really I mean, we get McDonald's occasionally. Obviously, as a kid, you just your parents shut you up by getting a Happy Meal so you could play with the little toy. But I was never like once I got out of the Happy Meal range, I would just kind of get a chicken sandwich here and there. I would never have hamburgers except for. Um, if anyone's old enough, I mean, obviously you said you're older, you're older than me actually. So you remember back in the day on tax day on April 15th, they would have 25 cent, actually I think it was 15 cent, but or even further back, 15 cent hamburger, 25 cent cheeseburgers. And we would go and just buy those. And that's the only time I'd ever get burgers when I was at going to McDonald's. So I still love their breakfast. I get their breakfast occasionally. Cause that stuff is amazing. But yeah, I, there's just never a time where I was like, I want to order a big Mac. So I never got one. But yesterday I was feeling that my mom wanted a Shamrock shake. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to try a Big Mac for the first time ever. And I got to say, how was it? It was delicious. But that middle bun makes that thing fall apart like crazy. And I was like, this is the messiest goddamn thing I've ever (laughs) eaten in my life. So I'm like, you know what? It was good. I'm happy I had the experience. It tasted good. But I'm going to stick to the spicy chicken sandwich because that thing is so good. But um, also, I got a postscript. Uh, McDonald's fries are unmatched; they're they're the best. So, no further. Um,
0: <laughs> can I uh, chime in here, please? Oh yeah. I have, um, yeah. I've only had McDonald's twice in my life, and uh, oh, wow. I haven't had fast food in almost 15 years.
1: Oh wow! I wow. haven't had yeah, it. November fourth, two
0: thousand eight, was the last day. Wow, you got the date and everything. <laughs> yeah, because that's the day I gave up soda too.
1: Oh, okay.
2: I gave up soda yeah. too. Yeah, it's very rare that I drink soda. Like I bought some because uh when I switched jobs I wanted to celebrate so we went we were at Costco and I bought a fifth of bourbon because I wanted to drink a little bourbon but I bought a bunch of Coke with it because just to have Jack and Coke, it was a crappy bourbon so I don't feel bad mixing it. But I was just yeah. drinking Jackson. and uh basically Jack and Coke is, you know, it's not it wasn't Jack, it was some other bourbon but I was drinking that. That's the only time I ever drink sodas if I have whiskey in it. And uh, but I, you're you know, being at Costco, everything comes in packs of forty-seven. So I just had to. I occasionally have a Coke here and there, but yeah, I really uh, I avoid pop as much as I can because, yeah, I don't don't really care that much for it. I like I just drink
1: water. Right on, right on. Yeah, I drink uh, coffee, tea, and water basically. All right. Well. So, I'm glad that you got to experience the Big Mac. It's unfortunate <laughs> that McDonald's recently changed their uh, their meat. Like, they made it juicier. And what that really means is it's just greasier. And in wow. my opinion, it's worse. It tasted better <laughs> before they made the change. I'm hoping they revert it. Um, it's probably cheaper to with do cheese, it that way. Uh, maybe. I'm not sure. I think the only change that they made is that they, uh, they're, like, cooking six at a time instead of eight. I don't know. Hmm. It's weird. weird. But... The quarter pounder with cheese really is where it goes, is where it's at, because it's never frozen beef. So it just tastes better. Oh, there you go. But anyway, let's let's get serious, guys. You want to get into the real topics? Let's do that. Let's do it. So the first topic that we're going to start with, and the main topic of this show, besides the top five and the stuff we're going to get to later, and that's going to be fun, is Xbox. So there's a lot going on with Xbox. And to be perfectly honest with you, we don't know what the heck is going on with Xbox at the same time. (laughs) Um, Today is Saturday the 10th that we're recording this. Xbox is going to come out and have a business event, whatever that is, next week. We don't know when that is. Um, So we don't have all the facts, but we are going to speculate a little bit, and we're just going to talk about high-level feelings, what it means. So there are very credible rumors out there for quite some time that have indicated that Sea of Thieves, Hi-Fi Rush, possibly Starfield, that one's disputed, we'll get into that, Indiana Jones, Gears of War, etc. All of these games are going to be coming to PlayStation 5, some coming to Switch, etc. Um, is third party upon us? What does this mean for Xbox? How do we feel about it? That's basically what we're going to be getting into. Um, so I, I guess I'll start this topic off. Um, as far as Starfield is concerned, like now that, that is. That rumor, they came out yesterday and said that that was false. So we don't, like I said, we don't know what's going on. Um, But I'll just say, I mentioned in the opening that I am an Xbox guy. Xbox is my lead platform. I love the controller. I love the ecosystem, all that stuff. Um, I don't really like these rumors. I'm hoping that, I I mean, I think it is true. It's definitely true because these rumors have Mm -hmm. been out there for a couple weeks. And they haven't said no. Like, if it was false, someone would have came out and been like, guys, it's not happening. These, yeah, these rumors Why are you are telling lies about me, bro? <laughs> <laughs> right? The fact that they haven't done that and they're instead doing a vet means that there's definitely some truth to this. Now, I don't like this. Um, and I don't say that from like a console fanboy standpoint. I'm not like, oh my God, those PlayStation people, they shouldn't be able to play our games. Nothing like that at all. In fact, from a high level, I think it would be great if people got to play all the games. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. But from a system level, I feel like if you're putting your games, your big games, if you're putting Starfield, if you're putting Indiana Jones, if you're putting Blade, um, if you're putting Gears of War onto the PlayStation, what reason does the normal consumer have to buy an Xbox? That's that's my thought. I, there's no reason to really buy an Xbox because you could buy an Xbox, right? And you could have Game Pass, which is phenomenal. We love Game Pass. Most people do. I do. Right. But you're only going to get you're only going to get, you know, the select third party games and you're going to get the Microsoft games with Game Pass or you could get a PlayStation 5 and all of a sudden you can play their amazing exclusives. PlayStation has phenomenal exclusives. As we know, you can play God of War. You can play The Last of Us. You can play Spider-Man. You can play Helldivers 2 just came out recently and is is apparently phenomenal. People are liking that. I think, uh, Sean, you're playing that. Are you? No, I've not. No, I've not
2: played. I am. I am.
1: Yeah, it's good, right?
2: Oh, yeah, it's really fun. We'll talk about it later. But yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun.
1: So you get the PlayStation and you can play all these phenomenal PlayStation exclusives. You can play all the third party games and they get more third party games, too. They get like all the Japanese games and everything that many skipped the Xbox platform. Yeah, Xbox and...
2: basically had to beg Squeenix to
1: come to the console. Right. Yeah, exactly. And you can get Xbox games. Even if they don't come day and date, even if you have to wait six months to a year, if I'm just your mm-hmm. average, you know, Joe, Joe gamer out there, um, I'm fine with waiting six months and I'll just play it then, you know, and I'll get a platinum trophy. So, so it's like,
2: it's like yeah. they, I've saw online, people are saying this and it's true. It's like that basically makes Xbox, the beta testers for games <laughs> because that they get matched, mm-hmm. they get, cur- they get fixed. And so if they come to PlayStation six to a year, six months to a year down the road,
1: they're fixed by then. Exactly. Yeah, so I'll, I'll just finish my high-level thoughts and then I'll let you guys get into your bars and then we'll uh and then we'll go back and forth. But that's the way I see it. I feel like this is going to do irreparable harm to the Xbox brand and would eventually kill the Xbox brand in my opinion if they go down this path because your your average consumer is just going to buy a PlayStation. And when that happens, the market share for Xbox, which is already quite a bit smaller, is going to condense and shrink even more and more and more. And when that happens, third-party support down the road may start to dry up even more. More games may be like, I'm just going to skip Xbox because there's not that many people on there that are going to buy it. And then eventually you could get to a point where... It's not tenable anymore to really have the Xbox ecosystem, um, and then what happens to your digital library? But I've said a lot. Like I said, we're going to go back and forth. So I want to go ahead and pass this off now um, to uh, let's see, Sean. What are your thoughts on the Xbox?
0: Well, before I say that, uh, midnight. I think you already laid out the argument to buy an Xbox still, and that that is Game Pass. Um, sure. It's going to if you subscribe to Game Pass, you don't have to pay you know seventy dollars for the Xbox game um that is the that's the argument that microsoft is going to make about why you should still buy the xbox um and in terms of the xbox um losing the consumer base they already lost the base i mean there was a report yesterday that the playstation 5 is outsold the series x to series x slash s two to one so you're not going to make that up clearly clearly they're not going to make that up and uh, i think it's smart of microsoft to put their games on other platforms to capitalize on the money. I honestly think that the Xbox branding, we actually saw it on game pass that they take, they took off the Mm -hmm. Xbox game pass. Now it's called, I think it's just called Microsoft game pass or just Microsoft games or just game pass in general. Um, Yeah. I could see them totally, um, you know, getting away from that Xbox branding. The Xbox will be their console, but the whole idea of them would be to sell game pass. That's, that's going to be their whole, shtick here is going to be selling game pass i honestly i here's my thoughts i think that the AB, abk games are going to be full third party a uh, day and date i think bethesda mm-hmm. might be like a six month thing a six month thing where they come to game pass right away and then six months later you could see them on you know other consoles if the switch 2 can run some of those games um and then i think microsoft the other first party studios like you know your um obsidian you know your 343 um, those studios, I could see like a year exclusivity on Microsoft, on, uh, Xbox and then coming to, well, on game pass. And then they come to, uh, other consoles in about a year. Um, and honestly, I, I don't really see the problem because Microsoft, they've, they've said in the past that their goal is to sell game pass and that is their, that is their bread and butter is game pass. And I think that's, they make, they get the most subscriptions from game pass from console buyers, so I don't see them pivoting away from consoles in general. And I, I think you made the argument for Microsoft. They're saying, listen, we're not going to go away as a console business because the the deal here is you can either pay $70 over there or you can come subscribe to Game Pass and you can get all the games here for, what is it, $120 a month? I mean, $120 a year, not a month, a year.
1: Uh, it's Ultimate is $180
0: now. $180, um, that's a cost of less than 3 first party or less than three big t- budget games a year. And on top of that, you get some select third parties, you get some indie games on there. So I, I think that's the argument that Microsoft's going to make. Um, I am coming from, I, I am not an Xbox gamer. Um, this is actually the first time I've ever owned an Xbox console. Um, I'm primarily PlayStation and um, primarily PlayStation, but I have no nothing against like Xbox. I mean, I think Halo is like one of the greatest first-person mm-hmm. shooting series of all time probably the greatest and I love Gears of War and um, um, Obsidian is one of my favorite studios of all time it's just that oh, yeah. I don't think it's as dire as people are making it out to be like I'm seeing things on like Twitter and online people are like oh my gosh they're selling their Xbox right now they're like oh this is the worst I saw someone say like they couldn't sleep at night like I don't think it's that <laughs> big of a deal
1: that's hilarious
0: did anyone else see that someone someone posted they woke up at like 2 30 in the morning and they just couldn't fall back to sleep and they were just thinking about it. <laughs> that's <laughs> <I'm> insane like... <laughs> see those are the type of people that this show's
1: not for because we're not we're not doing that pod are they are they or... are they dating
2: their console because the only time i've ever lost sleep because of something was like after a breakup you lose sleep you're like oh, i can't sleep i've missed this person but it's like it's a box man what the oh
0: my god And it's not even like we don't even know the real news. We don't even know what's going to happen. They could come (laughs) out and say, yeah, we're putting some games on other consoles, but listen, we're still going to have our console. Blade's still going to be exclusive. We don't know what they're going to (laughs) say.
2: Yeah, it's basically like, oh, man, I'm losing sleep because my my buddy said he saw my girlfriend in St. Louis, even though we live in California. It's like, wait, what?
1: (laughs) Well,
0: she's on a business trip.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I did see on Twitter some dude tweeted at uh, Phil Spencer or something, a destroyed Xbox Series X. He's like, I've had it. I've destroyed this thing. How dare oh you? It's like, gosh. What? Some of these people need mental help, I
0: think. But, oh, uh, yeah. just a little
1: Sean, bit. Uh, excellent points. Um, was there anything else you wanted to touch on at the start here?
0: Um, nothing that, nothing real crazy, just that um, I would be excited for more people to be able to try the greatness that is Halo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's coming from a non FPS fan that I absolutely love. Hey, well,
2: oh, the the Bungie trilogy, even reach on top of it. Those are some of the yeah, the best first person shooting games I've ever played in my life there. Dude, they are, dude
0: I even loved four. I loved four. I
2: do. I did I, like four. Story. I mostly played it online, which we could talk about another time. But yeah, I, 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 I did like four. The story it was decent. I it wasn't her. as good as the original, but it was still it was still a good
0: story and good game. I like well, the see, story
1: four. I was I was like yeah we gotta save Cortana yeah
0: <laughs> yeah I didn't play the Halo series until 2021 with my wife my wife was like we need to play these games because you have not experienced them so we played through all of them the only one that I had to play by myself campaign wise was Halo 5 and Halo Infinite because there was no couch co-op for Halo Infinite
2: oh yeah and the and well, it, it, did she just not want to play five or was there no couch I thought was
0: there couch co-op for no, that one? I do not have couch co-op. Oh
2: my god. Oh yeah, I remember because everyone hated it for that. <laughs> because they were like, why did what wait, why? Why'd you do this?
0: So uh, what happened what ended up happening when I was playing five is if I got into a really difficult spot, I just gave her the controller because she's so much better at shooters <laughs> than me. <laughs>
1: yeah, so, Halo, uh Halo Five, not <laughs> yeah, Halo is awesome. So, Sean, I think you made some really good points. Um, Hodge, we haven't had a chance to really hear your thoughts. What, what do you think about the all this Xbox news?
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I, I don't know. I'm of two minds about it because it's like I agree that it's good because, like, I remember when they when it was only that they had the rumor of Hi-Fi Rush going to other consoles. I'm like, that's awesome. I want more people to see that, uh, appreciate that game, because it is generally one of my favorite games of last year. It was so much fun. The it was, it was, you know, it's a little cartoony. So all the characters have their own personality. I think the robot's name, I think it's Cinnamon. Um, he was hilarious. I loved every bit it was the, the fact that it was an action platformer, but rhythm based, it was so cool. So I was like, I just want everyone to play this game that it, you know, it was shadow dropped into game pass. So they ate all their sales by not promoting it beforehand and just dropping it to game pass, just having people play it that way. So by putting it on switch and PlayStation, that's really smart to, for their business of let's sell this game. That is A critical darling, and also we can make you know money, and you know that let everyone have this game. But then also at the same time, it's that same argument of what you said of what's the point of having an Xbox if. I can just because there are some people they're not going to want to play the whole catalog of Game Pass like there's like I've said this before if they put out like the oh back when it was on Netflix if they put out this the Daredevil TV show on Blu-ray I would have just bought that I don't even need Netflix I don't I don't want to have Netflix for it I just want to watch that show. And so there's gonna be people like that where it's like, yeah, I could get Game Pass, but I'm only gonna buy this one or two games anyway. So I'll it's cheaper than having Game Pass. But for the people like me who love jumping in on all these little indies and Hi-Fi Rush being a sub ten hour game, I like being able to to have that Game Pass of just jumping in and doing all the stuff. So I even if if all of this is true, I'm still gonna have both consoles because it, it'll just switch of where Xbox right now is my primary and I only play exclusives on PlayStation. PlayStation might be become my primary and I'll just play game pass on Xbox, which is all they want, to be honest. So we're, it's a smart strategy for them. So, I mean, cause really the, the people who are saying the, who mostly say like, what's the point of having this Xbox? They don't, they don't, Microsoft doesn't care. They're going to sell it because it's a piece of equipment that they want to sell, but they want to make the money off game pass and their games get their, you know, uh, 70 30 cut or whatever it is on playstation so that they they care about the money not what the people on twitter screaming melting down like this is my xbox and why can't i play all this i watch the part my life is over they don't give a shit about that they just <laughs> they just want to make money so it's smart for xbox and i understand like but like sean said you made the point for him that well if you're gonna have sell the xbox by saying you can play it cheaper with game pass or you can buy it all a la carte on PlayStation. So they're not really shooting themselves in the foot too much as I think as much as the Twitter fanboys are thinking, but yeah, I don't know. I'm a two minds of like, yeah, you, you want the console, but at the same
1: time, it's really not that big of a deal. <laughs> I don't know. I'm rambling. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I kind of see it a little bit differently. I'm going to take the more doomer uh perspective here <laughs> because I see your guys point and you guys make excellent points about game pass being, you know, obviously game pass is such an amazing value. Right. Yeah. But I think the one thing that you have to consider is we're assuming like you're, we're comparing, okay, $180 a year for game pass. Well, that's cheaper than buying three games. Like three games is $210. Right. And that yeah. does make sense, but we're, what if they don't have the console yet? They would also have to go out and invest five hundred and. Fifty dollars for the Xbox Series X console, plus Mm -hmm. buy Game Pass, or they can just stay on PlayStation, play their phenomenal first-party output on PlayStation, and just drop seventy bucks here and there when there's an Xbox title that interests them. Um, And Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people will go that route if if this is the case. And like I said, my concern, I'm genuinely I'm not concerned with with the awesome PlayStation and Nintendo fans getting to experience these games. I think that's a great thing. These are great games. And it would be great if more people can play them. But my only concern is that if they, if they condense their market share even more, they could start to lose more third party support. Um, And eventually Mm -hmm. I worry about my digital library. Like, you know, I own, I own like, I don't know, like four or 500 games on Xbox. Probably not that, probably not that much, but Mm -hmm. If they do this honestly, I'm probably gonna start buying all my games and playing all my games on PlayStation because I feel like my digital library will be safer um, down the road.
0: Yeah, that's that's fair. Yeah. I I don't I honestly I I don't think that Xbox really care well Microsoft really cares about selling Xbox consoles. I mean they they basically said that in the past that they, their game plan is all on Game Pass. Um, that's why I honestly I could see a world where um, PC Game Pass and Xbox Game Pass right well. PC Game Pass and Game Pass, like, aren't they a little different right now? Don't they put different games on mm-hmm. PC sometimes?
2: Yeah, a little um, bit. Yeah, some, sometimes. Usually whatever's on console is on PC, but then PC gets the ones that are only PC games, like like the Age of Empires type games, or like Death Stranding was on Xbox uh, or PC Game Pass for a while. Mm-hmm.
0: See, it I wouldn't much shock much. me if they merged the two and just did one Game Pass, because again, their whole goal is to just sell the subscription of Game Pass. I don't think they expect that they're gonna recoup some of those console losses. I don't I don't think that's that's not what they're thinking. Um, honestly I think that I could see them just releasing, you know, here's a streaming stick you stick into your TV with Game Pass on it. Or you yeah. tap, you, you you tap into the game pass market. I, I don't think they really care about the consoles anymore. I'm not saying they're not gonna make a new console, but I, I honestly don't think they care. Whatever they sell, they'll sell but that's not their primary goal. Remember how much money Microsoft has. I don't, I don't think they really care about the actual physical hardware.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: They make their money off software, not hardware.
1: Yeah. You actually brought up a really good point there, Sean, because for a moment there, I was kind of, I was kind of, I wasn't feeling what you, I wasn't picking up what you were putting down for a second there. Cause I was like, if, if they, if they evaporate and destroy their console base, The majority of people that are going to subscribe to to Game Pass are console people. Uh, PlayStation's not putting Game Pass on PlayStation, probably not. So you're not going to get PlayStation gamers on Game Pass. But then you mentioned the streaming stick. And that was a really good point. Uh, Because if they do, you know, xCloud and you get a streaming stick or a box, that could be something that people decide to do because they can pick up an inexpensive device, use xCloud, and then get Game Pass. So that, that could be a good thing that I did not think about.
0: Exactly. I could see down the road, let's say I'm just, this is very far down the road. I, I hate playing in the lane of what ifs, but this is very far down the road. But let's say after the PS6 generation, so let's say let's say Sony came out with a PS7. I could see Xbox saying, you know what, we're going to release a, uh, a box that is streaming only. And it's going to be a lot cheaper and it, we're going to bundle it in with Game Pass. And then you could start paying for Game Pass after that. If that's what their if that's what their ultimate goal is to get people to join game pass and then they can still sell their you know their first party games on other consoles for seventy dollars i think that's what they honestly want to do
2: yeah and the amount of times where now even now you see buy this get three months of game pass so they if they bring out that box that's just a streaming box it you know hundred hundred fifty dollar box probably to, to just to stream their games and they're like and you get six months of game pass with
0: it like that's pretty pretty good deal right there yeah i just bought this laptop no it came with three months free of uh, game pass
2: yeah i got when i bought the rog ally it came with three months of game pass and it, usually sometimes they screw you by saying you have to be a new user nope it was i was able to add it to my existing game pass same yeah, here
1: they're, they're giving out game pass on uh like bags of doritos chips i saw the other day or something <laughs> like that <laughs> it's like yeah, those ones are usually to like get... a
2: week or whatever but yeah
1: yeah. yeah. So I think you guys made some great points. Uh, we really, like I said, we don't know what's going to happen yet. Next week we'll have more information. So I would expect on the next episode of Games Over Plastic, we're going to have more to discuss. I don't want to cut this too short, though. Um, do you guys have any other things that you want to talk about this or any other thoughts?
2: Well, yeah. I just want to – I just kind of want to talk about how um, the – it's been changing ever since like it doesn't come as too much of a surprise. It's if it, it, when I first heard it, it felt like a throw in the towel moment. But then I realized I'm like, they've been kind of on the back foot ever since the Xbox one, which for the record, I liked my Xbox one and the Connect. So I'm not the one to talk to about this. But also at the same time, Microsoft in that same vein has always been ahead of the curve, but just people aren't ready for it um like i know people have talked about how they had a tablet before the ipad and everyone's like why would i ever need this and now the ipad is the most popular tablet in the world the people are saying why would i need to connect i mean it sucked that they had to force bundle it in but why would i need to connect i don't want this thing spying on me and everyone has a home pod or a echo dot or whatever the Alexa, the google home everyone has all those in their house now and i'm like all right, well, I had that and I was like, I liked the connect. I was able to control my TV and everything and sound system and just everything from it. And I think Microsoft is also ahead on the, cause right now we look at it and go, well, my internet sucks. I don't want to do cloud gaming I, or I don't want to do uh, remote play gaming. My internet's bad, but in the future that might not be the case. And people look back and like, ah, crap, Xbox, <laughs> they were right again about that. So I feel like even though this sounds kind of, you know, doomerish at the at the point of like, well, why do I need an Xbox? They don't know, care because they're looking to the future where an Xbox isn't even
1: needed. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Sean, did you have anything else you wanted to to get to on the, the Xbox?
0: No, I, I think we'll have much more clarity, you know, next time we record. So I, I think it would be best if we don't, you know, keep speculating over, mm-hmm. you know, what we don't even know. <laughs>
2: yeah 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 we'll just we'll just have the, the the coin that we keep flipping of the it's over we're back
1: <laughs> <laughs> the never-ending it's funny yeah. too you mentioned <laughs> the you mentioned the connect days man you remember i remember playing uh call of duty and stuff and people in the chat uh what's it called the voice chat they'd be like xbox off and they would be trying to get your connect <laughs> to turn your console off like trolling yeah you.
0: that uh-huh. was
1: funny i remember that
2: too those yeah, were the days. I, I, I actually, we'll do an episode about Xbox down the road, but I, I really, even though it was the weaker console and the game library wasn't as good, I, I actually really liked that console, so we'll, we'll talk about it later. But
0: hey, I liked the PS3, and I know the 360 was a much better console. Oh, uh, 360, love that beast! I actually uh, liked the PS3, absolutely but... love it.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, we'll do oh, oh, we'll definitely we'll definitely get into that generation. I think that could be a themed episode for us because that I was, was gonna, just an awesome generation back in the I was forth. just
2: going to say we need to add that to the list of themes of just doing like generation by generation just discussing the consoles of generations. That'd be awesome.
1: Yes. Yeah. Definitely. That's for the no doubt, no doubt. All right, so yeah, um, like I said, I took kind of the more Doomerish approach on here just to play Devil's Advocate. Um, I do just want to wrap this up by saying, again, I, I don't have a problem with uh, other people enjoying games. Um, I actually, I think Sea of Thieves, I think they 100% should put that on PlayStation. Oh, Switch. yeah. That would, that would be great for the game. That's and why have cross-play. Yeah, I think that'd be great. Grow that base and let people have fun and sail the seas.
0: Um, and then Dive. High Fire Rush, yeah. Sea of Thieves is dead. It's <laughs> you know why? Why skull and bones? Come on, guys.
1: Oh,
2: that's true. Skull and bones oh. coming out. That's right. Oh, yeah. Right. That was sarcasm
0: for those who didn't know.
2: <laughs> Rip. Yeah. Is is Jack Sparrow in uh Sea of or Skull and Bones? I didn't think so.
1: <laughs> that's true. That's true. Skull and Bones. We'll see how that does. That's definitely had a, a very turbulent development cycle. Um mm-hmm. and then just the last thing that I'll say is uh Hi-Fi Rush also I I think That's not a bad one to uh, port over there because Tango, like you guys mentioned, there's a Japanese studio and Xbox has basically zero presence in Japan. Like there are some weeks where they sell like 50 Xboxes over there. It's crazy. Um, So if I'm a a Japanese developer working at Tango, I would like my country mates to be able to play my game and talk about my game. So I think it would be kind of good to put HiFi Rush over there on PlayStation
0: or Switch. So we'll see what happens,
1: though. Yeah, Put it on the board a...
0: right now. Ready? <laughs> Hi-Fi what? Rush will sell one million consoles, uh, one million copies, if it if it releases on Switch. Put it on the board oh, right least. now. Oh, at least. least at least one. I mean, guy. I don't want to
2: stereotype Nintendo into being like. I mean, it is kind of the kitty machine. I mean, their, their games are great. To get wrong, but Hi-Fi Rush seems like it would thrive on the Switch. That seems like a Switch game,
1: no doubt. Yeah. All right, are we satisfied with the Xbox stuff? Oh, yeah, we'll Indeed. cover it
2: more when we know what we're talking about rather than
1: just kind of speculating. All right, yeah, I agree. All right, well, let's get into something a little bit more upbeat, a little bit more fun. So in the past month or so, we've had two showcases that have come out. We had the Xbox Developer Direct, in which they showcased five games, and then we had the PlayStation State of Play, which was really freaking good, by the way. One of the best oh, ones i have had, in oh, my yeah. opinion. And they showed off like 16 games. So what we thought we would do is we're each going to pick our top five favorite games that we saw between the Developer Direct and the State of Play combined. So all of that pool of games, we're going to pick our top five games and share them with you guys, starting with number five. Sean, you want to start us off here? What was your number
0: five game? So my number five, I'm harping into the JRPGs, Visions of Mana from the Xbox Direct. Um, I did not expect that. I'm I'm a huge, huge JRPG fan, but I will say the Mana series, I have not touched. The only one I've actually, you know, I did some research. The only one I did play was Final Fantasy Advance. It's technically the first game in the Mana series. It wasn't Hmm. developed by, uh, it was the team that makes the Mana games made it for the Game Boy. And then when the sequel came out, they changed it to, uh, I forget which, whatever the next one was of Mana. So yeah, um, so I have played that. Um, It looks awesome. I'm really interested with the Mana series again. I love JRPGs, and I'm always looking to try a new series. Um, it, the fact that it was at the Xbox show was pretty cool. Again, we're showing that you know Microsoft is slowly getting their feet in that Japanese market. So I am pretty excited for this game. Uh, the game looks gorgeous. I'm really excited about that. It's a new Mana game. We haven't had a brand new Mana game in a while. So I am looking forward to that, um, and you can play this game without playing the other ones. So, yeah, oh, that's why they, I'm, I'm. Oh,
2: sorry, I was just go gonna on. say, are they like individual games, like Final Fantasy, or are any of them sequels to any of them?
0: There are some sequels, um, but they are some. There are some, but most of them are standalone. And if they, if it is a sequel, you can play it without playing the other one. It's like a a, a story told within. It's like a separate story. Oh okay, Um, and it's an action role playing game, so it's not like your normal turn based compact uh, combat, and it is semi open world, so uh, that's pretty cool. I know, I know, Square, their open world games aren't the greatest; they don't have a great history with open world, but it's semi open. I think that's what their bread and butter is, and uh, yeah, I'm pretty pretty excited for this one.
1: Hmm. Okay, okay. I'm a little bit shocked that you picked that because I knew that you didn't play the previous mana games. So I wasn't sure that you would be super excited about that one, but you are a JRPG fan. So it does make sense.
0: Yeah. And I'm trying not to spoil myself with like reading anything <laughs> about like the plot they've, they've released. The only thing I know is that the main character's name is Val. It's a young man. So that's all I know. And that the Elfner. combat looks sick. The combat looks sick. So I'm like really excited. Okay.
1: Um, I will say that Visions of Mana is not going to be on my list. Spoiler alert! Um, but I am a little <laughs> bit interested. I'll keep my eye on that. Who knows? I might play that. Uh, Hodge. Well, did you, before any I comments before on vision, go ahead, take it away.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say um, it was one that you know, kind of. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool, but it wasn't one that. I was super stoked on, but it, I was, if it were to have been announced for game pass, I probably would have given it a try, but since it is just coming to Xbox, I'm just happy that Xbox players get to experience it uh, with it being part of the direct. If we didn't say that already, it wasn't in the state of players in the, or was it in, I don't know if it was in, but it was in this it was in the developer direct and uh so i was like oh that's cool that xbox is playing nice with square and that is going to come to it but since it's not going to be in game pass i probably won't drop the money on it if it ever comes to it later maybe i'll give it a shot but as of right
1: now it, it looks cool but i just i probably don't have the time for it <laughs> dang xbox players don't buy games confirmed
0: i know i know <laughs> it's the first Man. brand new mana game in almost 20 years so oh wow Non non re-release non re-release ah uh, right on uh do you want to give
1: us your number five
2: yeah my phone just turned off so I gotta turn it back on all right there we go uh my number five is actually avowed from the developer <sighs> direct um uh, this game like I have said this before um. Like I, like I said, I haven't played Skyrim and everyone hates me for it. Uh, I've played Fallout 3 and 4. I played Starfield. Uh, I played Outer Worlds, which is also by Obsidian. And seeing this game made me very intrigued in it. I loved the wand kind of action. I've never been a first-person melee kind of person, so it just looks weird to me. I don't know why. But this game, it just looked gorgeous. I don't understand the complaints of it where people are like, this doesn't look good. I'm like, what are you talking about? This is gorgeous. I love, this game looks, it has just so much personality to it. And as much as I loved Outer Worlds, even though I didn't get to finish it, I fall off of it for some reason. It's been years. I don't remember anymore, but I loved that game. And so I was, I was really, I was getting excited that I'm like, oh, cool. Vowed, you know, game pass. I'll get to try it for free. If, if I want to buy it down the road, I'll buy it down the road. Um, and also, me being a graphics nerd, the cover art for that game is the best cover art I've seen oh. for a game in years.
1: It's it so good. Gorgeous. It's so clean. Yeah,
2: but uh, yeah, it just, just seeing that, it just stuck out to me, and uh, just, I have faith in Obsidian. I've never played Fallout New Vegas. I should do that eventually, Um, but yeah, Obsidian... They're one for one for uh, because I think the only game I play by them is Outer Worlds, but they're one for one for me. And so Avowed looks really fun. I'm excited for it. But it's number five on my list because, as you guys know, I'm more of the action kind of guy. I don't do RPGs as much, so I'm not as stoked as my other four. But this game definitely stuck out to me. So I wanted to include it on my list. I was juggling between Avowed and Dragon's Dogma 2, but I ended up going with Avowed. And I'm looking forward to hopping into it when it comes out.
1: Okay. So Dragon's Dogma 2 is an honorable mention from you? Is that what you're saying?
2: Yeah, it's not on my list, but I was I was debating it be- between that and Avowed, and I ended up going with Avowed.
1: Right on, right on. Okay. So good pick, good pick. Um, I'm a huge uh, Obsidian fan. We'll touch on that later. Uh, but real quick, I wanted to mention... It's gonna be my goal as we do this show, guys. It's gonna be my goal to try to convince you guys to right these wrongs. We got to get you guys playing. You got to play Skyrim and you got to play
0: Fallout New Vegas. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I mean, I'll, New I'll, Vegas is an amazing game. You need to play New Vegas. I know.
2: I've been. I I've to. I just. I haven't got around to it. I will. I will. I promise.
1: Especially and this I'm game
2: sh- will. This game will motivate me to play games that I normally don't. I'm sure.
1: Yeah, and I'm sure there's going to be games that I haven't played that you guys are going to have to work on and, and get me, uh, yeah,
0: <laughs> get me up to seven. speed. Yes. I'm playing
1: the, I'm playing the remakes. I'm playing the remakes.
0: Uh, you're missing out. You got to play the original. Yeah, gotta All play right. the original. We'll see. We'll see. All right, we let me get do, into. We, can, my... we can have
2: the debate. We can wait. We can have the debate one day. But I believe remake and rebirth are sequels to Final Fantasy VII, not remakes. Oh, they VII. definitely are. Yeah. So you got to play Final Fantasy
1: VII. Wow. Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll put that on the list on the backlog. We'll see. Uh, all right, so let me get to my number five. My number five was from the state of play. It was Rise of the Ronin. Um, mm. I am excited about this game. Now, I have never played a game. This is from um, Ninja, Team Ninja, right? I've never played mm-hmm. one of their games. Like, I didn't play Wu Long. I haven't played, uh, was it Neo or whatever other stuff they've done? I think they do kind of like Souls Like, isn't there? That's their bag. Um, so I haven't played one of their games, and that's why this is at number five for me but I love the setting. I love Japan. I love, you know, Shinobi and Ronin and all that stuff. So I'm very excited to see what they're cooking up here to run around like kind of like a feudal era or 1800s, actually, I guess, maybe uh, Japan and see what's going on. Um, really excited about that. So I will definitely be playing that. And that is my number five, Rise of the Ronin. Yeah, this one,
2: I, I, It looks awesome. It's not on my top five, but it does look awesome. And I am hopefully going to play it. Uh, It just looks kind of like it's like Ghost of Tsushima meets Sekiro meets Assassin's Creed. Like, it just looks fun as hell. And like, I don't have really much to say about it because I don't know much about the studio. Yeah, like you said, they did Wolong and uh, Neo or whatever, but this game, just watching the trailer, it's one of those where it's like, this looks like an awesome game, that I like. <laughs> which is as bad as that is to say, but I do, I hopefully will be able to get to this game eventually.
0: I'm intrigued by this game, but I'm not sold on it yet. Um, again, uh, very similar. I think it looks very similar to Ghost of Tsushima, but it's going to have that different combat, more of that Souls-like combat. I have never played Neo. Uh, um neither of i have not played me i've never played a team ninja game so i am a little interested but i have a i have this weird weird feeling that this game's gonna release in march and i think like a week or two weeks later we're gonna get this announcement ghost of tsushima 2 or whatever they're gonna call it ghost of whatever and all the steam is just gonna run out of this game i think people are gonna go all right now it's time for ghost I could, uh, I could,
1: I could see that. I don't know, do, but <laughs> what, do you think Sony would do that though? Because Rise of the Ronin is a PlayStation exclusive. Would they this really is the same cut studio life? that this is,
0: this is? the same studio that announced the PS5 control the same day. Um, what's that that paint can game that um, exclusive was a 2019 oh, concrete game Concrete Genie. Concrete Genie. They, they announced the controller the same day. Concrete Genie. It's also the same company <laughs> that put Foam Stars on PS Plus and then two days later released divers two and they almost there with almost no marketing behind divers two and they tried to market up Foam Stars. And
2: didn't those they those who are listening? Also, didn't they also do something similar with that one like destruction all-stars game didn't they uh cannibalize that one that was, also or did that a yeah, that was totally totally
0: That was totally botched because they announced that it was going to be a a launch game for PS5, and then so people pre-ordered it for fifty nine ninety nine, or yeah, it was a sixty dollar game, wasn't seventy. They pre-ordered it, and then about a couple weeks before the PS5 came out, they announced it was being delayed till February. But in that delay announcement, they said it was going to be a PS Plus game. Oh wow! People were pretty aggravated. Eventually, Sony did give refunds on the game, but then Mm. it just by then it was just like no one cared about it.
1: Yeah. Well, hmm. hopefully they don't make that mistake again, because that would be stupid. You have Rise of the Ronin as an exclusive for your platform. It is a game that does have some level of hype around it. If you come out and just cut off their knees and be like, oh, yeah, we got Ghost too, by the way, which I'm, I'm a massive Ghost fan, which we will definitely talk about later on uh, other episodes. I think that would be stupid, and hopefully they don't make that mistake again.
2: Yeah, um, um, it's crazy that they almost cannibalized—not to go off on a tangent—but they almost cannibalized Ghost of Tsushima because they were hyping up Last of Us Part Two, and they weren't even talking about Ghost of Tsushima.
1: So, that yeah, I was out, actually
0: really—I was really worried about Ghost after that. Mm-hmm. But then both games were awesome to me. So, yeah,
1: yeah, I was worried too, uh, especially since like some of the gameplay that they showed—I don't know the way they cut it and edited—I was like. Does this look good? I'm not even sure. I did have a yeah. little bit of trepidation going into Ghost, but it turned out to be one of my favorites. So
2: yeah, it's, fine.
1: Amazing it's a fantastic game. game. Amazing
0: yeah. game. Facts. Uh,
1: shall we move on to number four,
0: Sean? Sure. Um, so I have Dave the Diver Cross Godzilla. I'm not really going to focus on the Godzilla. I'm not a big not a big Godzilla guy. But Dave the Diver is an absolutely fantastic game. I played it last year on PC. Um, And I absolutely loved it. I did not finish it because I'm like, this is a game that I want to play on PlayStation where I can get a platinum trophy for it. Um, I think I think it's so much fun. The gameplay is awesome. Um, Have any of you played Dave the Diver yet?
2: No, I have not. I've heard of anyone interested in it that well i wasn't just kind of out hearing about it but i am in i love like pixel art games which i it's it's kind of pixel arty right i can't remember it's been a while since yeah it I watched is it. yeah yeah i love i love that look and just hearing people gush over it i'm like all right i'm probably gonna have to play this game eventually
0: it, it's so cool you you dive in you collect fish and then you come back and you cook it at your restaurant like it's ah. so I, I love that whole aspect and then um you get quests and people ask you to do certain things and the dialogue is pretty cool too like you get like little there's some characters who are really funny there's some characters who are have like sad backstories so i'm like really excited <laughs> to see the ending but like i said i didn't want to finish it yet because again i knew this was going to come to playstation mm. and um well, what? so i was like this is definitely a game that i'm going to play them because so like you i do what? love pixel art games
2: yeah so you play as a you dive for fish to cook your like, what the hell does Godzilla have to do with it that?
1: <laughs> that's what
0: I'm wondering and funny thing is my dad is like a huge Godzilla fan so after the state of play when he saw the Godzilla like cross he like text me just a gif of Godzilla and, he was, and I had, I had I had no context of it because i was I was coaching a basketball game at the time so like, why, why are you sending me Godzilla so then <laughs> then I saw it and I'm like oh that makes sense and he's gonna love he this is a game my dad's gonna love he if first of all he he's, he's a big PlayStation guy. And he's gonna mm. love David the Diver, and then the Cross Godzilla, he's sold on it day one.
2: If if he hasn't, I would, like, if he's a big Godzilla fan, I'm sure he's seen it. But if he hasn't, you guys have to see Godzilla minus one. Just a little side note, that movie is amazing. I
1: yeah. want to see that. It
2: looks he has, he has
0: seen it. It's so. I've not seen it. He has seen it, but like oh, I don't even so care about Godzilla.
1: Days. But that movie is
0: phenomenal.
1: I yeah, will mention that uh, I watched Godzilla vs Kong recently, and that movie is trash. Like I did, I, I was funny. not enjoying that that
0: Did you like it? <laughs> Um, it was entertaining. It was a blockbuster and it was a popcorn flick.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I only watched it because it was during the year of, uh, HBO Max putting all the movies on Max day and date with theater. So that's the only reason it was uh, March,
0: March, 2021. I remember because, Mm -hmm. um, we watched it after a Sunday dinner. Oh, Nice. (laughs) all right
1: Uh, so that's yeah that's a good pick it's not on my list um maybe i'll check that out later we'll see that does come out in may i believe so look forward to that um hodge what's your number
2: four my number four is indiana jones this was at the developer direct this is the one that's going to be on every console not just xbox no i don't know um (laughs) but this one was honestly watching the the direct i was like First person indie. I don't know. I know they don't want to be Uncharted or Tomb Raider. I understand that, but I was like, it just seems like you're playing as indie. You gotta see indie, like the 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 iconic jacket, the hat, and everything. And it's they even made him look like Harrison Ford. So I was like, making it first. First person, I don't get it. But then I kind of kept watching. I was like, oh, it's stealth and it's machine games who I have all the faith in the world in. So I was like, all right, you know, and as someone who grew up watching all three, there's only three Indiana Jones movies. I watched all three of them just relent, like religiously as a kid that I'm like, I just I can't not want to play this game despite it being first person. And I know they said the action parts are going to be in third and all that kind of stuff, but. I was, I was very sold on it by the end, uh, just like, all right, even though it's Troy Baker doing the voice, it doesn't really sound at all like indie, but I'm like, you know what, I don't even care. This game, just beating up Nazis and finding treasure, I'm, I'm in. Screw it, I'm in. <laughs> so I'm excited for it.
1: Yep. Sean, uh, it, I don't know if that if that's going to be on your list later, then maybe don't get into it too much, but if it's not on your list, do you have indie thoughts?
0: It's not. It just missed my list. Um, I have like I had up, up until the direct. I had zero history with Indiana Jones. Um, I had never seen an Indiana Jones movie. Um, and then I saw the trailer and I saw the gameplay and I was like, "Oh my gosh, I really want to play this game. It looks it looks stunning and it looks phenomenal." Mm-hmm. Um, I think I, I do like Troy Baker as a voice actor. So um, and not really having a history with the franchise, I, I didn't really have that disconnect. But I definitely am gonna want to play this game. Um, so what I ended up doing since the trailer, I did watch the first two Indiana Jones movies and absolutely love them. And I'm like, yeah. why did I wait 27 years to watch these movies?
2: Ah, oh, so you still have to watch Last Crusade. That's my favorite yeah, one. I, I know Raider- Last Crusade. I know everyone says Raiders is the best one, which I can accept. but I, for some, as a kid, I always Last
1: Crusade was always the one I loved. I love that movie so much.
0: So yeah, I had to do my homework before I could play the game.
1: Yeah. I think that's a, I think that's a great idea. I'm gonna do that uh, before this game comes out. I'm gonna go back and rewatch like the original movies uh, just oh, to kind of get yourself yeah. in the spirit, the vibes. Oh yeah, so good.
2: And oh, right, so I think. And to be fair, really quick, I I don't hate that Troy Baker's in the game or anything. I actually appreciate the fact that he doesn't sound that much like Harrison Ford because I don't know if you well, Sean will remember this in. Kingdom Hearts Two. When you go to the Pirates of the Caribbean level, you have three actors mm-hmm. trying to sound like the actors from Pirates of the Caribbean, and it takes you out so much because they don't. They sound kind of like them, but not like them, and I think that's worse
0: than just not sounding like the character. Yeah <laughs> the the Jack Sparrow voice actor was uh, yeah it really <laughs> brought me out of that world. It, it uh-huh. made me dislike the pirates world in kingdom Same. hearts 2 a lot then it it, it, <laughs> it it was a little bit redeemed in kingdom hearts 3 just because that world in kingdom hearts 3 is phenomenal with the open world mm-hmm. combat and the boats and everything so but every single time i replay kingdom hearts 2 which is probably well over 40 times 50 times i like would like it's red it going to pirates i would mm-hmm. dread going to pirates Ex-
2: I, exact same i i it, it should have been my favorite level because i love pirates of the caribbean the movie but that level always took me out of it because of that reason but yeah so that's that's why i like that he doesn't really sound like harrison ford and he's not really trying that hard i mean who knows he might be trying that hard i'm just an ass but uh i like that he doesn't sound like an off Harrison Ford that it kind of sounds like his own who's kind of has the mannerisms of Harrison Ford, but not the yeah. exact like trying to be his voice.
1: I'll say this on the voice. Um, he doesn't sound like exactly like Harrison Ford, but I really felt like he sounded like Indiana Jones, if that makes sense. Like he had mm. the bravado and the swagger, if you will, of Indiana That's Jones. That's what I'm saying. He
2: had like the thing. mannerisms of it, yeah.
1: Yeah, it really it felt like it was indie, even if it didn't sound like the same voice from the movie, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Hey, so, they uh,
0: got me. They got me sold in the series, so hell yeah. Yes,
1: sir. And what and what what more could you ask for? So, um, so I may or may not be talking about Indiana Jones later. We'll see. Uh let me get into my number four. Uh I believe that's where we're at. My number four was mm-hmm. Dragon's Dogma Two. Now you go. I've never played the first Dragon's... Well, okay. I've never beaten the first Dragon's Dogma game. That's something I do plan to rectify. Uh, It was recently on a sale on the Xbox, so I picked up uh, Dragon's Dogma Dark Arisen, I think it's called, on uh, Xbox. I plan to play that sometime in this year is my hope. Um, I played a little bit of Dragon's Dogma back on... I think it was the 360, and I fell off for whatever reason. Um, but Dragon's Dogma 2 looks awesome. It looks so cool. Um, the medieval type setting, the Japanese, uh, you know, the Japanese style gameplay. How you can like climb on the beasts and like ride them and like interact with the environment. It looks super cool. I'm totally sold. Like I said, my plan is I'm gonna try to be- play the first game before this uh, sequel comes out, and I'm definitely hopping on the sequel. So Dragon's Dogma 2, that is going to be my number four pick.
2: Yeah, you got anything on it, Sean?
0: Um, I don't have any history with Dragon's Dogma. I wasn't interested in the first game, so it completely missed it. When they re-released it on PS4 and Xbox One, again, didn't play it. So I'm pr- most likely would probably not going to play this game.
2: hmm yeah, see, that's the, like I said, this was one that barely missed my list. I've never played the first one either. I don't care about the first one. I didn't even know what this game was when they were showing it. I was just watching the gameplay like, oh, this looks really cool. Like, you're, it had really good graphics. You're playing as like a wizard shooting, you know, ice at dinosaurs or whatever. And I'm like, damn, this looks really cool. And then it showed, you know, at the end, Dragon Dogma 2. I'm like, oh, that's what this game is. Because I had heard of it, and I know... Uh, a lot of people are excited for it to come out this year. So I was just like, I don't know what that game is. I've never, I know that it exists. I've heard the name Dragon's Dogma, but I had no idea what it was. So seeing that gameplay trail, I was like, that actually looks really cool. I just didn't add it to my list because it was just kind of a game I thought looked cool, but it's not one that I'm like super hyped to play. I might play it eventually, but it's it, it just looked cool. And so I was like, all right, it, it's one that I wasn't expecting as uh, to be one that looked good to me. But it yeah, it looks sweet.
1: All right. Yep. So I'm looking forward to that one. Um, let's go ahead and jump over to number three. Sean, what was your number three most excited game from the showcases? All
0: right, My number three is Judas from the PlayStation Showcase. I am a huge Bioshock fan. Huge, huge Bioshock fan. Uh, I played them for the first time in 2021. I was unspoiled. I had no idea what I was getting into. And immediately when I finished Bioshock 1, I jumped into Bioshock 2. I loved both of the games so much. That eeriness the game gives off, that vibe, even just like the overall story. I'm um, listening to the audio logs and the, the, the diaries and just reading everything about it. I fell in love. So I am so looking forward to another Ken Levine game. And Judas looks like a Bioshock 3. I know we have Bioshock Infinite, but it looks like Bioshock 3 to me. So it got mm-hmm. me really excited to see that. And, um... I didn't think we would see anything from Judas this year. I didn't think we were going to hear anything about it. Um, so now i am it's got me like hyped. I think we might get this game in, you know, maybe early 2025. Yeah.
2: I mean, that's a, it kind of sucked that they only said uh wish list now. It didn't even have a year, but yeah, I hope it's within the next year or so.
1: Yeah. I was surprised that we saw that at all. Like Sean said, um, that that's an honorable mention for me. It's not on my list, but I am excited for it. I did love all three Bioshock games, um Ken you know Ken Levine is a master so I will definitely be playing that for sure yeah I will talk more about it later okay so Hodge what is your number 3 pick my number 3 pick
2: is Hellblade 2 from the from the Xbox developer direct um I loved the first one when it came out I bought it on PlayStation uh, 4 when it first came out and I was blown away. Actually, I, I played it wrong the first time I played it. I played it with surround sound rather than a headset. And I was playing it on a non-OLED TV at the time. So it was very bright. And I really liked it. And then when it got ported to Xbox, I played it again with the headset on an OLED TV. And that blew me away. It's a completely new experience there. But I am... I love... I know a lot of people are like, I wish every game would let you skip puzzles, which uh, to a point, I I agree. But I am a puzzle. I love playing puzzle games and I love walking Sims that have cool plots. Like I've I've said before, many times to people who know me, I love Gone Home, What Remains of Edith Finch. I love those games where it's just kind of like you're in a world you don't really know what you're doing, but it's just kind of a environmental storytelling type game. And that's what I got out of Hellblade for the most part. It was a little tedious after a while of like having to connect every little you know uh symbol to open a door that kind of got old after a little while but the story of senua was awesome and i loved it so i did kind of get a little burnout seeing trailers ever since they announced the xbox in what 2019 i think was at the game awards in 2019 they announced it and they showed off the thing so it's like oh heck yeah this game's coming soon and now we're finally getting it in may of this year they've been and they keep showing trailers that are just like a little gameplay snippet i'm like i don't need to see any more just tell me when it's coming out so seeing it again i wasn't super hyped about seeing it again but once they had the date i was like yes i'm in i am so excited for this game
1: they definitely showed the heck out of it that's for
2: sure Mm -hmm. and hearing that it's um like a sub 10 hour game music to my ears i don't need every game to be a 40-hour game i don't have that much time to play games anymore so hearing where i can beat it in a weekend i understand they work hard for me to not beat it in a weekend and say what's next but i'm excited that i can play it in a week or two yep
1: sean uh any any comments you want to get on hellblade 2 or is that going to be later for um you, yeah
0: this this was not on my list mainly because i haven't played the first one but um this what they've shown of it i know they've shown it many times and i was getting a little sick of it but what they have shown of it is looks really cool uh looks pretty awesome so it has got me like i am gonna play this the first one before this game comes out and at some point i will pick it up probably use um my wife's game pass to try it out um But yeah, I am, it's got me intrigued into the franchise. So I am looking forward to, and that being that shorter game, I think it will be, you know, one of those weekend games or, you know, two weekend games. So that's pretty cool.
2: Yeah. If you don't go out of your way to be like, try and find all of like the little, I don't remember what they're called. Do you find like these stone tablets that basically tell your story and you you get, you have to find them all to get the platinum or whatever. But uh, if you don't do that, it's, it's probably, a, if you don't go out of your way, just search every nook and cranny. It's probably a five, six, seven hour game at most. So yeah, it's good.
1: Yeah. Hellblade 2 is not on my list, actually. I played the first game, I didn't finish it. I did, I did like what I played, um, but I'm not a massive puzzle guy. Hodge, you love puzzles? I do not. <laughs> um, so it didn't really stick with me. There was just so many puzzles in that first Hellblade game. It's like the first couple times it was cool, like, you know, like aligning the sigils and unlock the path. Um, but I eventually I got a little bit tired of the puzzles. I may still check out Hellblade 2. We'll see. Um, but it definitely looks beautiful. Like the graphics are insane. Oh, it's the performance, gorgeous. It's insane. And an OLED gang you're definitely going to be feasting with that one on the OLED screen with the visual. Yeah, because there's a lot of darkness in that game. So when I have played it first, I just
2: had a normal 4K TV. It wasn't OLED. And just sitting in a dark room, just with it blaring in your face because you see just that mushy gray rather than black. Yeah, it, it didn't look as good.
1: But once you play it on OLED, it's oh, it's another game. OLED is a game changer. I got mine mm-hmm. recently, like like six months ago. Oh, yeah, I remember funny. when you joined the OLED gang. <laughs> It's changed my life, honestly, because I never used to watch movies like ever. Like I was the guy who would watch one movie a year, maybe ever since I got this OLED. Now I'm like addicted to movies. I'm watching like four or five movies a a week because they look so good on the screen.
2: Yeah. And every other TV looks like crap. Once you've seen an OLED, it's
1: just it's unbelievable how good they look. Yeah. Sean, do you have an OLED? What are you you rocking?
0: I do not have an OLED yet. 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 Well,
1: it'll change your life. I, I need to three. get one.
0: I, I am going to get one soon. I've been, I'm in the market for a new TV. My TV I got in 2018. So I definitely, I think it's time for an upgrade. Um, but for right now, I am just sticking with what I have.
1: Nice. All right. All right. All right. So number three, let's move on to me. Uh, my number three pick is a game that has already come up. It's going to be Indiana Jones. Um Indiana Jones from Machine Games, I'm very excited about this. I echo a lot of the sentiments that Hodge had to say. Uh, machine Games are masters of uh, that first-person storytelling. So the choice that they made to keep it in first-person, I don't hate. I'm cool with that. What was it? Wolfenstein 2. You guys remember the scene from Wolfenstein 2 uh, where the they're like in the diner eating the shake and the Nazi officer comes in? Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> that was insane. Like that's the type of storytelling that they excel at, and that has me excited for Indiana Jones. Um, I will mention that the gameplay, like when he's whipping the whip around, looked a little bit stiff, um, but it is still probably alpha gameplay that we're looking at, so I'm not too worried about that. I'm sure they'll they'll tighten it up and it'll look good. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely excited for Indiana Jones. I'm going to be playing that. Uh, who knows what platforms it'll be on? Uh, but regardless, I don't care. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be playing it. So. It's going to be awesome. Um, like we mentioned, the the voice acting from Troy Baker, I thought he did a great job in what we heard, and uh, I also do like that they are incorporating some third person elements, like uh, you know, like during cutscenes and when he's climbing up the pipe and everything. It's in third person, um, so I'm excited. And Machine
2: Games put Hitler in a Nazi base on Venus, so they're insane, and it's awesome. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Heck yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Um should we move on to number 2? Yeah, sure. I pretty much said what I've had to about indie, so All right, Sean, what is your number 2
0: pick? So my number 2 is a game we've already talked about as well. And that game is called Avowed. Um yeah. I am so stoked for this game. Uh like I said earlier, Obsidian, I absolutely love Obsidian. Uh I've played the Well, first of all, The Outer Worlds is a top 20 game of all time for me. I adore I adore that game. I've played that game front to back, multiple times. I have the platinum trophy. I've gotten actually gotten all the achievements in the game as well. I the game is just astounding. DLC is even better. Um, so when I heard that they were going to be making a new game in a fantasy setting, I was a little. I'm, I'm not the biggest fantasy guy. Um, I like Lord of the Rings, but I I'm not like really hot into like high fantasy or. Uh, Like I said, I've never played Skyrim or um, so that that's about it other than Lord of the Rings. But this game has me hyped and it is in the Pillars of Eternity universe, which I have played again. I anything Obsidian touches, I kind of just eat up. So I am really excited. I know, Hodge, you said you were usually not that big into like the first person um, melee combat. Mm -hmm. Um, I wasn't. And then when I play the Outer Worlds, where it's a game where you can only play in first person, similar to. What it um, similar to Avowed? A, a, I did do a run through of the game using only melee combat, and it got me kind of um, adjusted to that. So yeah. I'm really excited. The, the The dual wanding looks so cool. Oh, yeah. uh, I'm just really excited to jump back into this Pillars of Eternity universe and see how it really connects. They they've said it's in the same universe, um, but I'm I'm assuming there's going to be Similar to, you know, in most Obsidian games, they have little, you know, things you can read and more to pick up the lore. I'm assuming there's going to be some type of connection in that lore hidden away to Pillars of Eternity. So I'm really hyped for this game. And I, I just can't wait. And yes. An Xbox game is number two on my list.
1: <laughs> right on. Right on. Yeah. Um, you already talked about Avowed, right, Hans? Huh? Yes, you yeah. did. Um, yeah, I think that's a great pick. So number two for Sean, we have Avowed. Uh, Hodge, what is your number two? My number two is
2: Death Stranding 2. I was in the camp of this game looks stupid when the first one was announced because I was like, this is a bunch of nonsense. All you do is deliver packages and it doesn't look that entertaining. And I even remember, remember watching reviews saying with well, people clowning on it, and I, but then I played Death Stranding. Just I don't even know why. I think just one day it was on sale or something. I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'll play it. Next thing I know, I'm 80 hours into the game, and I am in love with that game. Um, it's one of the only games I've ever actually bought merchandise for, like, usually I don't buy like shirts that say, you know, whatever game on it, but I bought multiple Death Stranding shirts and a hoodie. And I even bought the little, um, oh my gosh, I forgot its name. The, the little robot guy who the Kojima, like robot, uh, logo. I bought a little statue of him and like, I, I was never actually growing up. I've tried playing Metal Gear Solid many, many times the first one, but the controls are just so jank at this point that I just cannot do it. And so I've never played. I've never bothered trying any of the other ones, which I I know I should. I probably will eventually, but um, I've never played any of the Metal Gear games, so I didn't care about Kojima at all. But now I'm like, whatever this man does, I'm in. (laughs) I'm so excited for two. We saw this, like, what was it? Almost it was nine minutes or something long trailer of all this uh, cut scenes mm-hmm. and stuff. And this, it just, I have no idea what's going on, but I'm hundred percent in. I love the first one. I'm actually going to replay it, even though I know it's going to be long, but it's not a game I'm going to get burnt out on because it's a game I keep wanting to play. And so I'm excited to play that and then hop into death stranding 2, uh next year. So I'll probably play it this year so I can have a little time in between it. But I actually started playing it on my ROG when I flew down to Texas uh, this last summer because my brother got married down there, so I flew down for his wedding, and I, it was on PC Game Pass at the time, so I was playing it on my ROG on the go, and that was the coolest thing ever, but it's not on there anymore, so I'm just going to play the director's cut on PS5, because um, I hadn't played that version of it. I only played it a uh, PS4 version. So I'm mm-hmm. going to replay it, and then I'm just so excited to get into Death Stranding 2 with all just the weirdness of the trailer, like the the Venom cat, the, the hands mask, the... Weird uh, Troy Baker Joker guitar guy, like I'm, I'm just all in. I'm all in. I'm so excited for this game. It's Death Stranding. Actually, I think might be my favorite PS4 game. Like I, I voted for it when, uh, for anyone who's listening who listens to LSM content, they did a top PS4 games, and I voted for that for number one. It's my probably my favorite PS4 game. I love it. Even though there's a lot of bangers on PS4, which we'll talk about one day. But uh, yeah, it's I just i'm so i don't know why like people even ask me like why do you like death stranding i'm like i don't know but it's awesome and you should play it like if you Mm -hmm. if you hate it you hate it but i love it (laughs) i don't i can't explain why it's just awesome it's relaxing you deliver packages you you dodge weird rain monsters it's it's i I love it i'm so excited for two i'm all in
1: yeah uh sean do you have anything you want to say on death stranding 2
0: Uh, I've never played Death Stranding 1, similar to Hodge. At first, I thought it looked stupid, but then hearing what everyone has said about it has gotten me so intrigued over the last few years that I need to play this game. So I will be playing this game, and we will be doing a special episode for Death Stranding. Yes, let's do it. We have to.
1: Right on. Yeah, that sounds good to me because I am a big fan of Death Stranding as well, the first game I loved. Um, It is a walking sim. It is a a UPS simulator, but I love that. Uh, There's just something that was like very cathartic and therapeutic about just walking through and like having to pace yourselves and make sure that all your steps are right and you don't fall Mm -hmm. and um, and then having to spray off the rust from the, the time fall rain and stuff. It was really cool and I really liked it. Uh, and the fact yeah, let,
2: that like it's an on, it's a semi online game where people leave their ladders for you and their robes for you they help you build the roads and all it's
1: oh, so cool. Oh yeah, that that too, that's cool. Um let me go ahead and hop into my number 4 uh my number 2 game, excuse me, um, which is something very similar to what we might have just heard because my number 2 game is Death Stranding 2 as well. <laughs> uh, I'm yes. super excited for Death Stranding 2. Uh similar to I think what you were saying, I have Never really had much history with Kojima before Death Stranding. I didn't play, like, any of the Metal Gear games, which I know is a sin. I tried Metal Gear Solid Five, um, and I didn't really get into it because I'm not not—I'm not the most stealthy person. <laughs> I'm more of, like, the Leroy Jenkins-type gamer that just runs in there. Um, so I had some troubles trying to play um, number five of Metal Gear because, like, you get detected and then all hell breaks loose. Um, so I kind of dropped that game pretty quick. But Death Stranding mm. I absolutely loved. Uh, One of my favorite games on the PlayStation for sure. So I cannot wait for Death Stranding 2. Kojima is a madman and I love it. I don't know Mm -hmm. what the hell we saw. Like we saw nine minutes and I had no idea what the hell was going on. Oh, yeah. No idea. But what I do know is that I'm 100% for it and I can't wait to get to it. So
0: excited. Yeah. Kojima is just a master at telling stories. Um, I know you guys both have, you guys both said you're not into Metal Gear, but MGS 4, Metal Gear Solid 4 is just like absolute peak fiction with some of the stuff that goes on in that game. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah I was hoping that those collections that, that came play. out would um, like change the controls, the controls a little bit, but yeah, I heard that they didn't. So I was kind of bummed about that. No, they I was haven't.
0: Like, I've played. Yeah. I've played them. They, they don't.
2: Yeah. If they had done that, I would have bought them just immediately. But since they didn't change the controls, I'm like, ah, maybe I'll get around to buying it. Cause I, I do. I, cause I know, especially after, playing Death Stranding, I'm like, I know I want to, you know, do this Metal Gear. I want to play what Kojima did before this because I want to experience it, but yeah i just the controls of the first some people have said maybe just start with the second one i'm like yeah but i don't like i'm very oh, like i don't know oh autistic i don't know with with games where like when a game comes out i play all the games beforehand before playing that game i like being just up to date and reminded on what's going on in that universe i did it with kingdom hearts that was a long one before three came out <laughs> playing, playing all those games uh i did the same with uh before i even though i bought it uh, you know a year or two after i came out i played lost legacy uncharted and i played all four games before playing uncharted like i'm i am that kind of person so i'm there's no way i can just start on metal gear 2 i got to play the first one and so i i need to force myself to learn those controls and uh play it because i i've heard nothing but good things about metal gear solid uh
0: yeah right. um as far as like the tank controls once you get used to it you'll it'll be easy but it's, it's- part of that getting over the bar and the, f- the further away we get from it the harder it's going to be
2: yeah that's true <laughs>
1: very true
0: <laughs> yeah yeah i'll have to do it
1: i do have some bad news for you though hodge um what? i played death stranding one the director's cut on playstation you said you'd mm-hmm. want to get to that the the unfortunate news is they got there's no monster energy they got rid of the monster energy and the <laughs> director's t- cut yeah, I do remember hearing about that, and I was like, "Oh, well, then what's the point?" Because I know they also had
2: um, there was another sponsorship in that game that they got rid of, but I can't remember what it was. Um, I don't know, but yeah, that that is funny that they just let the deal the deals end and they just took them out of the game. It's like with Alan Wake when they used to have the giant Verizon billboards, <laughs> now they're just wherever <laughs> they are. But yeah, that's that's always funny to me the fact that you to get energy
1: or whatever you drink, monster. That's but, funny. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we've we've covered that one good. Uh, why don't we go ahead and jump to our number one most excited, most anticipated game from the two showcases, Sean? What is your number one, my friend?
0: My number one is Stellar Blade. Mm. Um, this game looks Ooh. fantastic. Uh, graphics wise, it looks unbelievable, and gameplay wise, it's it's giving me Nier vibes, and I love Nier Automata. I love. Near Replicant. It's giving me the vibes. The combat looks awesome. Uh, it looks like a Japanese game. It just looks like um, it's a Korean studio, but it looks like a J it looks like a Japanese role-playing game, like action role-playing game. So that immediately got me hyped up. Um, I think the story concept is really cool. It's um like humans lost a war to invading aliens. So I think that's pretty cool. And you know, there's gonna be a lot of side missions and there's NPCs you know, talking to them. So it has, like, that JRPG-ness written all over it. Um, so I'm, like, really excited for this game. Like I said, I'm big into Nier. And it, it reminds me so much of Nier from the look to the gameplay. Um, yeah, it's got me hyped.
2: Yeah, this is one that I... It... At first, like, I just kind of heard the memes of, like, oh, she's got a big butt, and I'm like, okay, I don't really care. But watching that gameplay trailer, it looks pretty – is it – I've never played Bayonetta, but is it like that, or is it different? Because, I mean, it just looks like a cool action game, and I was like, oh, this looks pretty sweet.
0: Um, I would say – I don't think it looks – I don't think it's exactly like Bayonetta, but I, I think it's in that same vibe of um, just, like, action combat.
2: Mm, yeah, it looks – no, I have never played Nier. That's another one I've heard that people always talk about how cool it is, but I've never
0: played I think of those it. Nier games. I think you love it from the gameplay and how much you love story. The story is so good. Mm,
2: yeah, I'll, I'll have to add that to the backlog as long
1: as it is. <laughs> yeah. Never ending. S- yeah. Stellar <laughs> Blade. That's a good pick. That's a good pick. It's not on my list, but it is a game that I am interested in. Um I think the plot in the game looks fantastic. Let's just get that out there. You know, definitely definitely looking good. I know that there was some controversy about oversexualized As a man, that doesn't bother me. Uh, but no, I'll keep I my think, eyes on this yeah, and check it it's out. A little, the the over it's just a little
2: pearl-clutchy to me of just like, oh, how could you? But, like, it's... Who cares? You like, and you know that every girl who cosplays is going to want to cosplay as his character. Like, that's always the thing. It's like, oh, the sexualization of character. I'm like, cosplayers love these things. And you guys are like acting like they need to be these frumpy old women. Like people love <laughs> dressing as these characters and women love looking good and doing these things. So it's always just that that fucking chick who looks like me with blue hair bitching about it. It's like, no, you shut <laughs> up. It looks, it looks, she looks fine, and 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 her body's based off a real model. I remember reading about, so I'm like, shut up, this is a real person, and shut up.
1: Yeah, <laughs> as a man, I just say, hey, bring on the fan service, I have no complaints, and I never will. So, yeah, there's, um, there's I think a, the a difference between great. this,
2: yeah, there's a difference between this lady looking good, and then you have like what was it, the uh, DOA beach volleyball crap, like where it's just chicks with big tits and bikinis playing, vol. like, I, <laughs> I get that,
1: I get that, but this people are allowed to be hot shut up exactly exactly so i think sean i think that was a great pick like i said not on my list but i am excited for it too um yeah H- hodge what's your number one
2: my number one i don't even have to look at my phone is judas i am i am Ooh. i am beyond excited for this game when it got announced at the was it the game awards um or was it a Summerfest? i can't remember which one it was but uh it was i still remember because it was judas and hades 2 back to back and i was just on cloud nine seeing those two things back to back but uh as you said before the Bio- bioshock one is one of my favorite if not eh, eh, probably not my favorite it's top three because it's it's impossible to choose a favorite game of all time but bioshock one i remember getting uh i bought my three, xbox 360 in 2007 when i was working a part-time job i just saved up all my money so i could buy an xbox i bought halo 3 call of duty 4 and bioshock actually no i didn't buy a bioshock when i bought it i bought it bought it later but so i go home and that's back when they had demos and i downloaded the bioshock demo And I was so blown away by that demo that I next day I bought uh, the game and I've been obsessed with it ever since. Bioshock 2, I don't, the story isn't as good and I know it's not technically a Ken Levine game, but the gameplay is even better than the first one in Bioshock 2. It's such a fun game. And then I love Infinite, even though I remember it took me about a week to understand what was going on after I had beaten it. But, (laughs) but those games are so good. So seeing Judas pop up, I didn't, I, I too did not expect to see it at the show and it's yeah it straight up looks like bioshock 4 it looks so good uh you were talking about how you think you know it's kind of a bioshock 3 it's and i have to say that too because like rapture is the coolest setting ever the vibe oh, so of that cool. of that city is just like the 1950s uh vibe of just like it's i'm pretty sure it's like new year 59 or something they have like the banners when you arrive there and like it's so cool i've even read the book i love the book actually uh just bioshock rapture great book but so just seeing this i was just oh my god i cannot wait for this game it looks amazing. It sucks that, like we said before, there's no date on it right now, not even a year. But I will be there day one, minute one. I'll call in sick to play it. I don't care. I have to
1: play this game. It looks so, 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 so good. All right. Yeah, it's a good pick. Uh, we went over that a little bit earlier. Definitely, we're looking forward to that one. So can't wait to see more of it and get that in our hands and start playing it. Um, mm-hmm. All right. Number one for me is going to be another game that has previously come up and that is going to be one of my all-time favorite studios. Next game, the black rock avowed avowed is my number one. I love obsidian. They are on my Mount Rushmore of developers. Everything that they touch is magic. In my opinion, KOTOR two phenomenal fallout, new Vegas. You guys, you got to play that. Hodge, I think, um, so good, so good. Mm-hmm. Um, even like Pentiment. Pentiment is a game that I played and beat, and I absolutely loved it. I scored it uh, on my uh, on backlog where I keep track of my games. I gave it a five out of five. Like, it was so good. Nice. That is a game that I would never have touched in a million years if it wasn't from Obsidian. If I saw Pentiment come out there and it was just from Studio XYZ, I would have been like, ah, oh, cool, I'm not playing that. But because it was Obsidian, and because I have so much trust in the storytelling and the mastery of Obsidian, I played Pentiment, and it was phenomenal. The story, the choices, trying to solve those mysteries, Act 2 in particular, was so good. So that brings me back to Avowed. Uh, I cannot wait. It looks amazing. Um, You know, some people I think were a little bit upset about the change of direction, like not being a big Skyrim game, but that doesn't bother me. Uh, Obsidian wants to stick to their roots. They want to stick to their kind of double A or 2.5 A uh, hub based development, and I'm all for it because they make such good games. Like uh, the Outer Worlds, like we talked about, was phenomenal too. So can't wait to play about The magic that you can use looks so incredible. Like you got like that big black hole that you could throw out there, and the enemies were getting sucked into it. Mm-hmm. There's just really cool stuff in the game. And then the main thing that Obsidian always excels at is the story. Um, And they, they hinted that there's going to be choice and consequences. You know, they said like, you're either here to save us or destroy us. So that tells me that like, you know, you can get two playthroughs or more uh, through on this game. And I'm just so excited. If you can't tell, um, Avowed is definitely my number one pick. Um, Do you guys have anything else that you want to mention about Avowed before we uh, go into the tabulation?
0: It's an amazing game. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing.
1: No doubt, no doubt. All right. Uh, So while we've been doing this here, we have been tabulating the scoring here to see which games we are absolutely the most excited for overall. um, The way we've done this scoring is uh, if it's our number five pick, that's one point. If it's our number four pick, that was two points. Number three is three points. If it's our number two overall, that's four points. And if it was our number one overall pick, that was for five points, of course. Uh, We've gone ahead and done the math here. Very professional podcasts over here. Uh, so let's go ahead and reveal these. Um, what was what was our number five most anticipated game? So at the bottom, um, Hodge, you want to reveal that? Uh, it was. I'm I'm gonna
2: say that it's Stellar Blade just because even though it was Sean's number one, he's the only one who picked it. So I would just put that because it was tied actually with number four, which is Indiana Jones, but two of us picked that. So I kind of yeah, leave that makes it no.
0: I get that. I get that. Makes but, sense
2: it's it's it doesn't matter it's just a little fun list we're doing and then number three was tied also with number two at eight points with death stranding two and judas they both had eight points so it's almost a top three of with two mm-hmm. two ties but uh and then our number one most excited game because all three of us had it on our list was avowed which is no surprise like um, i i the, really quickly uh i think i feel like people are down on it this i don't like adding fuel to console wars, but I feel like it's because Xbox acquired them. And now people have to try and nitpick every little Xbox thing. Like, cause they've been messing up so much that I, but it's like, no, you have to, it's still obsidian. You still have to have faith in them.
1: And this game looks awesome. So <laughs> stop it. People. That's that's what, <laughs> I, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh Go ahead, Sean, you go.
0: I, I don't know if it's the Xbox acquisition because The Outer Worlds DLC was reviewed tremendously and perceived like insane, and that was after the Xbox uh, purchase of Obsidian.
1: Yeah, that's fair. But but that wasn't exclusive though. And Avowed. uh, But I'm
0: just saying, another will Avowed. Avowed's going to be be on PS5. Come on. Yeah, I guess we don't know, huh?
1: At this point, Avowed is going to be on PS3.
2: Yeah, I don't want to really get into uh, uh, the.
1: Sorry, go ahead, Sean. Yeah,
2: and Wii U, (laughs) and Wii U, yeah. Yeah.
1: That would be crazy. Yeah, I don't really want to get into a whole Xbox tax or anything, whether or not that's real or not. Um, but I will say that I have seen some people be down on the game. Of course, um, I've seen some people like, you know, oh, I don't know, I don't like how it looks, and this, and I'm just like, really, bro? I'm like, you're doubting yeah. Obsidian? Like, this is yeah. Obsidian, bro. Obsidian, Obsidian does not miss. Now, that's my opinion. Some people may disagree, well, but I don't think they've ever made a bad. I'm of the same opinion. Well, and that's and that's the thing, though. Even if you don't,
2: even if you think maybe. A game by them wasn't for you. I actually do still need to play Pendulum. I I forgot that I actually had that download oh, on so my it's So LA. good, that yeah. It, se- so it seems it seems like an awesome game for handheld. So I was going to play it on my Raj, But um, it it like even if you even if they're not your cup of tea, none of their games have ever been bad except for the port for Outer Worlds. But they didn't do that. They didn't so it's do like, that. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to you have to have faith in that. Like, there's no way anyone should be doubting what they can do. It's crazy to me that people are coming with doubts. Like it would be like if Naughty Dog, I mean, whether you like Last of Us Part 2 or not, it's a quality game. And so it'd be like if they announce a game and everyone's like, I don't know, it doesn't look that good. I'm like, when have they missed? Like, what are you talking about? Like, you can't just all of a sudden be doubting on them. They're they're great. What are you doing?
1: exactly obsidian has a flawless track record to me um i think Avald looks incredible we've all we've all spoken on it um i will say hodge you definitely got to play pentiment i think you'll love it um, i know you just i really need to do go into it with the mindset that you're ready to read because you're going to be doing a lot of reading <laughs> yeah um, but that story will definitely grab you um and especially act two was phenomenal like the stakes it ratches yeah. up it's like
2: I've never minded like the because the reading games that what are they called, like visual novels or whatever. Uh, I've never, I have love
0: visual novels.
2: Yeah, I've never minded them. Like I, I was really in th- like a little side tangent. I was enthralled with Danganronpa three when it came to or was it three or was it one? Crap! I can't remember yeah. which one it was. Um, w- when it came to Game Pass and I played it, and I was loving it. Actually, I think it was just the first one. Um, it, and it was so much fun. I just fell off of it because I don't like the like the walking around. I'm like, I'd rather just be talking to the people and reading what they have to say. So I might read the manga instead. But, um, but yeah, I don't mind like the visual novel aspect of just reading kind of stuff. It's just the gameplay outside of reading and figuring out who killed who and all that um i wasn't huge on but yeah i i, I love that kind of aspect of it so I, i'm really excited to get into independent eventually
1: yep right on right on okay so uh just to recap for you uh audience as a conglomerate here our combined scores avowed was our number one most anticipated game death stranding two was our number two judas was our number three indiana jones was our number four and stellar blade was our number five if, you're, if you got this far, if you're still listening to the podcast, if you're on YouTube, well, no matter where you are, thank you so much. We definitely appreciate you guys for sure. Uh, leave a comment down below. Let us know what is your most anticipated games and any other questions or thoughts that you have for us. Um, like I said, if we like your comment or we like your topic, we may use that in a future episode. Who knows? Um, but let's go ahead and wrap it up. We've been going here for a long time. It's been a great first episode, I feel. Um, Sean. Sean. Any final thoughts here for the podcast?
0: Yeah, I think this is a great first episode. Um, so happy to be here. So happy to be talking games and things we love and celebrate, not console wars. So yeah, um, thanks for listening. If you if you know if you got this deep, thank you so much. I really really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, you're the real MVP. If you made it this far, thank you so much, um, <laughs> Hodge. Final thoughts? Yeah, same. I'm just
2: I'm happy that we finally got to do this. Uh, I've been. I've been itching to podcast again ever since my last one went on hiatus. Uh, it's hiatus. I don't think it's going to end, but uh, I've been, I've, 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 always loved podcasting and if people want to listen to my stupid voice then more on uh, more power to them, but uh, I've enjoyed tra- talking with you guys. I'm looking forward to
1: many, many more. Yep. Me too. Me too. Uh, I couldn't be happier with, uh, with the cast that we've assembled here. Like I said, I, I immediately, you were the two that I thought. Um, that i wanted to to do this podcast with um, i think we've had a great first episode thank you so much listeners if you're still here you guys are the best uh, we appreciate your support you know it's uh it's a, it's very uh busy waters out here busy waters it's going to be hard to uh to get much traction and climb these podcast seas but we're here for the right reasons we're here because we love video games and we just wanted to have fun and talk about video games and that's that's what we're gonna do so Oh, yeah. um, episode two will be coming probably should be in two weeks from now. So look forward to that, and uh, we can't wait to see you guys again. Thank you very much. This has been episode one of Games Over Plastic. Please clap. Please clap. Thank
0: you guys. <laughs> Bye. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye.